as you want and they don't charge you for anything like you know so that's that's the main reason why i like it but yeah and um so i've just hit the record button and um looks like i'm good here on obs so we can just cut this out or leave it in it's fine um so i'm gonna i'm gonna mute you hear retreat in the background here Mm-hmm. and do you see my screen right now i'm gonna share my screen with you uh i do see. not see it currently Hold on. Oh, actually. um uh, I am. There it is now. Yep, I see it. You see a retreat there? Yes. All right. It is a uh, buffering. All right. I'm gonna mute that because it looks like it's gonna be a while. Uh, yeah. All right. So. All right. You still got me with a nice signal there with no buffering. Uh, I mean, visually, like, no, but I can hear you fine. All right, that, that's going to be the most important thing. This is an audio format, so let's just worry about that. Um, yeah, I'm not stressing. All right, cool. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little intro here, and then uh, we'll just have a conversation like we always do, except we're going to put it out for public consumption. You ready? Yes. All right, okay, three, two. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Trips Tennis Talk. This is not a podcast about tennis. This is a very special non-tennis episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the 2023 WGI Percussion World Championships that just wrapped up. It is 8.55 p.m. Saturday night on the West Coast here, 11.55 in Dayton. Retreat for the Percussion Independent World Finals has just gotten underway. We're keeping an eye on it in the background here, and we're going to get a live reaction to the winners when they are announced. And joining me today for this very special, very exciting episode is Nate Davis. Now, Nate Davis and myself are both former Percussion Independent World finalists. Um, including in the same year, in the same group, in 2010. Nate has gone on to be a musician in his own right. Or That's a terrible that's a terrible intro there, Nate. You know, Nate, go ahead and do your own intro. Who are you? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, for the, pu- for the purposes Uh-oh. of this podcast, we're two guys that went to high school together and had a shared experience then. But, you know, tell me what happened since then. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I still kind of do all of the things that I used to do music-wise, but now I do them slightly better. So I've, I, I haven't done as much drum-related stuff in recent years, but, um, you know, I've kind of taken the same sort of writing style and the same sort of, like, rhythmic integrity and intensity that I think that we learned in the activity, and I just applied that to, like, metal music, and so... That that's mostly what I do now. I play far more guitar than I do drums, but I'm trying to work on that. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of uh, I'm just a guy that makes music, and uh, that's about it. Yep. And just for the people listening to this, we both went to Timber Creek High School in Orlando, Florida, and it's kind of interesting, Nate. Both of us 
have since left the area, which is not necessarily that common. Like, a lot of our friends from back in the day, they still live there, but we got out. So kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, if I had my druthers, I would probably be back in East Orlando. Um, at least, like, on, on a semi-permanent basis. I just think it's one of those places that's, like, especially where we were at, it's it's not too big, it's not too small, it's got, like, all sorts of different stuff, you can never get bored. It's just kind of home, I don't know. Maybe I'm being sentimental about it, but every time I go back, I'm like, I just see, like, really less cons of living there than other places, but... I could be biased just because we grew up there. I mean, let's just be blunt, Nate. We are two sentimental guys. And, you know, again, just to be blunt, we're kind of a couple of addicts when it comes to this stuff. So, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with indulging that addiction, especially when it's justified on days like today when there's, you know, new content, new stuff to talk about, right? Oh, yeah. So. Yes. I guess just the... You know, instead of focusing on stuff that happened, you know, 12, 13 years ago, which there is some merit in talking about that, but and maybe we'll get to it, but let's, you know, start with what's in front of our eyes now. So we just got done watching the Independent World shows. So my first topic here is talking about the specific shows. Just, I'm going to mention a group and maybe we can just have quick thoughts on what we thought about the actual show. Sound good? Yeah, that's fine. I really only watched like top six. Yeah, that's fine. Like that that's that we'll spend most of the time talking about that. I'm cool with that. So let's go backwards, right? So we just watched Pulse and for the people listening, Pulse Percussion is out of California. Nate, you got the city on that? You remember what city they're from? Um I can look it up. I wanna s I w I'm I'm looking it up right now. I wanna say it's either San Antonio. That's Texas. Um, I was, I was, th- <laughs> I think I was thinking. I was, there's got to be a sand something in uh, in Southern California. Um, God, uh, Montevideo. No, but the point is, they have been the most successful group in WGI since 2010. They have more titles than anybody, and they haven't lost a round of competition since 2019 in Dayton. They're clearly, by far and away, the number one, and their show did nothing that, you know, their show confirmed that that station. I mean, it would be a massive surprise if they were not declared the champions here in just a moment. Yeah, I think they, not only from, like, a show design standpoint, I feel like their show is the most cohesive um, it had like a lot of really interesting GE moments that you didn't see in other shows. Um, I yep. will say they did do some of the same stuff. Like, like I, I was saying, dude, it's the year of the guitar. Everybody had a, a significant guitar player. Yes, and, they, and everybody has finally caught up to Rhythm X 2009. It only took them 14 years. Well, and then I saw some stuff that was like throwing back to. Um, you know, like 2008 and 2009 groups. Like, MCM show this year had a bunch of the same, like, body movement, little licks, and same sort of feel that I saw in Fantastique, which I think was 20... I think that was 2010. Yeah, that was the next year. 
And then uh, Pulse even. Pulse had some stuff that really reminded me of... Um, uh, which which was the first year that they won? It was the year before. They got, like, fourth place. I'm pretty sure it was 2008. The The first year they won was 2010. So then it was it would have been 2009 they got fourth. Um, that show, there was a lot of parallels there. They did a lot of the same ideas. And maybe it's just that it's, like, that's their sound. That's what they do. It just happens naturally. But I did, I did really feel like there was a lot of groups that made an effort to throw back to earlier years this year. That's an interesting sentiment, and we can get to a little bit more of that later. And so this show, they had trees in the background, and they had the names of streets, and the 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 street names, they got moved throughout the show. That's what I remember. Well, and then they did that thing with, like, uh, it was, like, rope or, or uh, streamers or something, where they were all, like, pulling on it at different angles. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really, I had never seen something really like that. Broken City did something like that a couple years back, um, with like cables, but it was different. This was, this was a very unique, nicely done moment. And musically, I thought it was fine. The execution was great. It was very clean. It wasn't my favorite show necessarily, but I had no complaints and it was very solid execution on the music. Yeah, I would say, like, on a listenability standpoint, it was super accessible, but it did kind of have this, like, almost like they were playing it safe a little bit with the yeah. writing but 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 you, but you know what, Nate? When you're in that position, when you're in the number one position and you're not really being challenged, you can play it safe and still win. Yeah, now there, there was a, a, an incredible amount of demand in that show. Um, and they did it so well from like a movement standpoint, from a playing standpoint. I really feel like they had probably one of the most dynamic batteries of like the top six. Um, you know, especially especially the snare drums. I just felt like the way that they balanced and a lot of those guys are playing together over the summer. So it makes sense. But, um, you know, they just they felt very in tune with each other. This is why I'm happy that you're on, Nate, because you can uh, get a level of analysis that I am not capable of, just to be frank, so I appreciate mm-hmm. that. You know, maybe I focus a little more on the front, you focus a little more on the back. That's perfect. Um, and um, second place, going into finals here, um, Riverside Community College, and, you know, we have to talk about the the bass player that fell down during the bass feature. As a, you know, Nate, I I understand they're above the age of 18, but there is an age limit of 22. And to me, as a 30-year-old guy sitting here as a music teacher of children, like, these, you you have to protect children, you know? And if you're a judge, how do you deal with this situation? On one hand, it's a very obvious you know, a thing that was not supposed to happen. It was a moment of frailty for that person. And, you know, as a judge, do you take into account all the hours of rehearsal that has come up and the emotions of, you know, comparing all those hundreds of hours to that 20-second period and to the psyche of what that person's got to be feeling? 
um, you know, in these situations, you know, including in like professional sports, if like an individual player, you know, costs like a basketball team a game or something, you know, those people can be inconsolable. So I guess my specific question would be, what what should the judges do with RCC? Should that should that incident affect the final score, and how much should it affect it? So, and I mean, I I, I think you kind of have hit the nail on the head with all of the things that they're going to need to think about. Um, but I mean, in reality, it's probably going to come down to each individual judge having their own personal take on it. I have a feeling that, like, just because of the way that she recovered so quickly, I was concerned because she looked like she was in pain for a second like like she kept marching and in terms of like form and dots and stuff that's what was nice was that like she i I think it was towards the end of the solo anyways so like when she hit the ground it was in the perfect moment where she was able to get back up quickly get back in the form not really have any issues um it also sucks when it's a bass drum because like they can come unhooked and uh it's just kind of a a, a not good thing to happen um but i don't think that they're gonna I, I would hope that they don't hold it too far against her because it didn't really affect anything outside of it's like okay well that form didn't hit because she fell but you know everything else went fine so right and just in general on our on rcc i don't really know if i have anything beyond that um i thought it was fine other shows uh stirred up more passion in me but I thought RCC was fine. RCC was the cool show to me. Like <laughs> they just did a bunch of stuff that I was just like, that's cool. I appreciate that. I didn't understand. And I mean, like this is, we're, we're going to have to do another one after I spend the next week, just like diving through all of the like show announcements and stuff. So I can actually understand the shows. Cause aside from like a little bit of clips just on Instagram and stuff, I haven't really paid attention to any of this stuff at all before tonight. So I'm not hip with the show concepts and like what all they're doing. But I will say I watched the whole thing. And aside from like the furniture, I couldn't really tell like what it had to do with home. It was, it was kind of random. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Um, Okay. Then Um, before that it was, uh, it was rhythm X and, First of all, Nate, um, Rhythm X is now listed as Dayton, Ohio. Back in the day, they were Columbus, Ohio, so I just thought that was an interesting little note there. They're even more of a hometown organization than they were before. But anyway, um, yeah, Rhythm X, I thought the finals run, was there was some dirt in there, and I'm not this guy that sits there with my ear to the TV like listening for dirt and just trying to find stuff to say to somebody that you failed just kind of as a casual listener i it was one of the dirtier performances that i heard all weekend what do you think i had like there was a one or two things you're we're probably talking about like me from a battery standpoint and you from the front because i know that there was a couple of runs you're you're exactly right that didn't quite hit as well it didn't really help also that like i feel like this has been a year for very strong front ensembles and i've seen a lot of crazy things and heard a lot of really really clean stuff 
So I think that kind of put them at a disadvantage where anything that they did or slipped on, if it was just a little bit too much, they were sandwiched around all of these really, really tight, clean groups. So, but I mean, from a battery standpoint, it was one of those things where I, I think the same thing though, where it's almost like they had been, they played so clean all the time that the second that one little thing was out, it made it seem like it was so much worse than it actually was. You know? Yeah. I think, I was surprised overall by how little execution came into play. And what I mean by that is execution was extremely high across the board. Mistakes of any kind all weekend, I, I didn't really pick up on that many. And it's kind of interesting. You know, number one, as you know, when you're not doing a show for three months, you don't know it nearly as well. But even still, maybe. You know, it's a lot more sort of professional now in, you know, how how they work the groups to be to be this clean. That's just a theory that I have. Yeah, I think that it's I mean, obviously, the activity has matured and uh, educationally people have figured out like, you know, a, a solid curriculum of teaching methods that have made the activity become far more competitive than it used to be. Um, and everybody performs at more of a higher level, but, uh, you know, it's almost like everybody is so clean across the board that uh, you can't really, you, you slip up even a little bit and you get kind of knocked down probably out of 10, but the one thing I will say that I saw this weekend was people, and, and it makes sense, like, everybody's high energy, everybody's hyping it, you're moving through your dots and everything. People weren't really controlling their bodies. I saw a lot of stuff where, like, people were doing these yoga poses where they're standing on one foot and stuff and kind of, like, stopping mid-motion. And there was a couple of people that, like, almost fell or had to, like, put down a leg or something. And it was it was just very exposed throughout all of the groups but i will say that it's like visually everybody moved really well this year that is definitely something that you can speak on that i cannot you have marched several times and i never have let me just stop you right here real quick nate let's check in to see where we are on retreat here let's take a listen it looks like they're doing like awards oh yeah like maybe the scholarship thing yeah. yeah. I think that was Mr. John Mapes, but I'm not sure. All right. Let's just listen for 10 more seconds here. See if and this... now the results of tonight's competition. All right. Let's go ahead and listen to it. Why not? Okay. We begin in percussion, scholastic world class. In uh, 15 actually, okay. It's going to be, they're going to do Scholastic 15 through 4, so we have a couple minutes. With all due respect to the uh, Scholastic World high schoolers who worked very hard, but we have lives too, and it's very late at night for Nate. All right. Yes. Um, so, um, um, and we'll do kind of just maybe three more. Let's go back to sixth when, when we're talking about the shows here. So before that, we had Broken City, and yes, I think... Bro, like a really interesting competitive thing happened. So the the results all weekend have been holding. There has not been much movement, with the exception of a couple of schools in I believe it was the Scholastic A category 
the 1-2-3 from semis to finals upheld in the first four divisions that have had scores announced so far. So it's kind of interesting. It might be a, like a Freudian thing with the judges. Like The judges don't want to change because they don't want to admit they might have been wrong in the previous round. Do you think that has anything to do with this, Nate? No, because you could always just fall back on like the execution was better or it was delivered better or you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they have to really explain any vast, you know, differences between the scoring. Um, Though maybe they do. I don't know. I've never been a judge. I don't know what kind of hate mail they get, but um, I think. I think for the most part they're they're good that's another thing too is that like i have i don't think they they never really explain themselves right no like sometimes they'll, they'll talk to like band directors and stuff but at the professional level especially like dayton I, you never get any sort of unless you talk to them in person like you happen to just meet them and say like hey like what did you mean by this or like hey uh you you know what what could we have done better um, you know, you never get that sort of intimate like response. So they just put down the numbers and then that's the last you ever hear about it. There's nothing you can do. Yep. On one hand, I understand how it's a sport about amateur athletes, student athletes. On and and this is not the professionals, we're not the NBA here. But on the other hand, I approve during an NBA game the ref will walk over to the to the scorer's table and say what the deal is, and there's none of that in WGI. In the NFL, everybody knows who all the star referees are in the NFL. Why can't it be the same for the WGI? If the WGI wants to be a quote-unquote sport, to use their term, sport of the arts, they should legitimize the officiating of it by making it more transparent. That's my thought on that. That's fair. Um, you know, I and I think that there is some some comfort that comes with the anonymity sometimes with that stuff, but I, there hasn't been any real major upsets in the past six years. Would you say? I, like I, I nothing, f- nothing that was unsubstantiated. Upsets in the WGI are rare. Upsets in the marching yeah. arts generally are rare. But when they happen. They they can they can produce quite the atmosphere like we talked about earlier. Um, yeah. Let's let's stay focused here. So, Broken City, um, it's an interesting scoring situation for the judges because I thought there was some frailty above them in second and third place, and I thought Broken City it was kind of like Pulse Light in the sense of it was a very well executed show. It was not the most sexy show, but they did their job. And I could see them getting as high as second, you know, if if the judges kind of rule in their favor. Thoughts on Broken City? I could see that. They definitely had, like, it wasn't the cleanest performance. It was not flawless. But I thought that it was very well done. One of the better ones for them this season. Um And honestly, like, the only, like all I keep thinking of is uh, the dude that dropped the stick. And not because it's like, oh, he dropped a stick. It's more so because I went back and I rewatched it a solid 15 times and could not figure out for the life of me how he dropped it. It literally <laughs> looks like it jumps out of his hand, like like somebody yanked it 
and and, and and he manages to get one out pretty quick, like he recovered well. It was just the worst time because this is in the middle of this giant rest where the entire ensemble stops, and then th- his left stick just jumps out of his hand, gone on the floor. I was like, I hope nobody trips. <laughs> um, all right, Nate, let's do a little check-in here. How many awards do they give out? Everybody oh, no, gets wait, a oh. plaque. Everybody gets a plaque. Oh yeah, sorry. I thought they were still giving out like scholarships. I didn't realize we were already giving away trophies. Cap City Percussion. Okay, so now they're giving out the 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 independent scores. So let's listen closely here. In 13th place, with a score of 89.489. What are they saying, Trip? Connexus. Connexus gets 13th place. What were they yesterday? Around there. Yeah. I thought they were way better than 13th myself. All right. In 12th place. 12th? With a score of 90. I thought their show was really interesting. 90.25. Atlanta Quest. 12th is Atlanta Quest. And I thought Quest. they played really well. I thought Atlanta Quest had a really cool show too. God, they had sand on the floor. I didn't they like the bed. I thought it was tacky. But as you know, I I'm, thought a, it was, I'm a purist. That's fair. I mean, I at least thought it was it was fun the way that they did it because I had never really thought about that before. But I was like, you can't, you couldn't just bring sand and just dump it on the floor because it would a you would track it everywhere. But like, you would end up with people getting upset about it. Like, oh, they sabotaged us because they left sand on the floor. How gets eleventh? Tenth place is. George Mason, George Mason gets 10th. Damn. At least they got top 10. Yeah, true. All right. Okay. Not cutting any of this because I believe in the live reaction. Okay, 9th is... 92.875. Matrix. Matrix gets 9th place. That seems harsh to me. I thought they were pretty good. I did not see them, but it looks spacey. Eighth place. Monarch Independent. Monarch uh, Independent gets eighth place. They were the group from Houston with the blue floor and the flute player. See, that's nice. They they used to be, like, 14th, 15th. They haven't been around for, for super long. They're one of the younger WGI groups. But good on them getting top eight. I, li- I like that. Yep. Seventh. Dark Sky is another one of those that's kind of, like, come out of their come out of the shell a little bit. Yep. Seventh place, United Percussion. Okay, so Infinity's got at least a top six. Now we got some interesting decisions coming up here in the next minute, Nate. Okay, let's listen very carefully. In sixth place, with a score of 94. Sixth place. 94.813. Music City Wow! Mystique. Music City Mystique, sixth place. 
Damn, that's that. That is very interesting because that, I that is a big deal. Really well. Infinity beat Music City, so Infinity is getting close to their. God, you finish. see them next to each other. You see, you see how pissed off they are. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Got to text everybody with my other hand. In fifth place. Oh my God. Fifth place. Yeah. Oh God. Look at their. Oh man. That's that's oh, brutal. Infinity gets fifth. I'm sorry. Good job, Infinity. They had a good show. Infinity's show was good. They did. I thought it was really, really well done. Okay, fourth place. I'm going to go Rhythm X in fourth place. Let's see what they say. In fourth place, with a score of 95.625, 95.625, Broken City. Wow. Okay. Is it RCC? No, it's um, Broken City is in fourth place. Oh, that's surprising. That was to that me. was that was what it was though, yep. right? Like, so that uh, status quo. Finals? So they kept that result. Interesting. So that tells what was, me. Now they're gonna what was the, the spread? I I, I I I didn't I don't know. They'll post it. We'll, we'll come back to it. Um, so now Nate, what they're gonna do? They're gonna do third place for Scholastic and World and then have both groups come up and get the medals, and then they're going to do the same thing for the silver medals and the gold medals. So Got it. Um, okay. And at some point, Zoom is going to kick me out. We got nine minutes left. Okay, that's what's... They, they, we might have a gold medalist in the next nine minutes and 45 seconds. I can see that. And then we can, we can reset the meeting and keep on going. Um, if, if that's okay with you. If you have to go to bed, please go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I am a little drained after today. Today was yeah. just a particularly long day. But I would be totally down um, to either tomorrow evening or another day do, like, a more in-depth dive. Like, I'll take some time and look at the uh, look at the show design of a couple of the groups, and, you know, we can maybe do a little bit more of an in-depth analysis. All right. Um, okay, let's listen to a third place here. Let's get third place. Okay. Are they having, like, all of the groups just stand, like, yeah. next to each other? Yep, so they got the red carpet there. And the scholastic group and will go on on one side, and the other group will go on the other side. Heard that. Okay, third I think place. it's going to be RCC. I, th I think RCC is going to get third. Rhythm X is third place. Really? Okay, so everything's going to stay the same. It's literally yeah. going to be... Pulse, Pulse is going to win. There's no way. If they say... If they say Pulse Percussion is second place, that would be, like, one of the most shocking upsets ever. I would find that very interesting, but I, I just don't see it. I just don't think that the, the show was strong enough from, like, a cohesion standpoint. Yeah. Like, I think, that, I think that Pulse's show was just a little bit more accessible, just a little bit more dialed in. That's one of those, and, and I would be curious to see if I went back and, like, kind of looked at at, you know, historically the top three groups, their shows, how much do they change over the season? 
because I feel like a lot of the a lot of the time those groups don't have the same show from the jump, and they just are cleaning it the entire season and making it better. It's no like huge changes or watering. It's just repeat. Yeah, I'm 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 one of those sick obsessive freaks that even at the time when we were doing it, I put dates on the music so I could go back and look at what date we got it. And I've been looking at some of those and like we didn't get some book until February some seasons, you know? That's kind of insane, you know? Well, and that's like, that's one thing that always pissed me off was that I feel like there was a lot of years where the the, the short end of the stick was gotten on that just because it's like, you know, you got people that are writing for so many different groups that they're having a hard time keeping up. And that really affects the players and their ability to actually, like, get the show out. Um, and additionally, usually it results in, like, worse writing. Just, like, lazy, you know? Yeah, I could, I could probably see that. I think particularly... I, I think a case could be made that the the 2009 and 2010... TCI shows uh, got worse book-wise as they went along. Um, I, I would say the end of those shows are not particularly memorable, but um, there you go. So, well, we got a moment. We got six minutes. So, um, in between the medals here, let's talk about the state of WGI, Nate. Um, when we were coming into the marching arts in the late 2000s, that was the beginning at least it was my perception that it was the beginning of a turn from quote unquote purity, meaning I would define purity as music first um, and then general effect primarily through drill as in the movement of the players on a designed floor from one spot to another. And over the last 15 to 20 years, the marching activity indoors and out has shifted from that to a more production cost uh, props uh, quote you know to use a pejorative sort of gimmicky thing and a lot of the shows here were like that and I, I I didn't necessarily like that and the classic shows the sort of purity shows that were here like rhythm X like infinity you know I'm hoping that maybe the pendulum can start swing, swinging back toward those shows. What do you think about that? And I'm going to have to interrupt you here in a minute. I mean, that's okay. I mean, I I don't personally see it. I think we're going to see it continue to get even crazier and even more on top of things. But also, the activity is kind of in a weird place where like people are having a hard time affording the dues and affording all the things that the programs do. And I mean, especially from an education standpoint, like, I mean, the the techs half of the time are making no money, if any money, free ride to Dayton and like maybe a hotel room paid for. All right, listen um, up, listen up, Nate. Okay, I'm ready. 98475. RCC. So Pulse is the champion for this year. So congratulations to Pulse Percussion. We got to get that update out. Uh, so yeah, Pulse wins, RCC second place, not a particularly surprising result. 
No, and I think it's the perfect result that could happen because, if anything, like... The base fall did not affect the position. Exactly. The base fall had nothing to do with anything. Like, they were in the exact same position as they were in semis, which, honestly, I feel like in these groups, they have enough self-awareness that they can look at it objectively and be like, yeah, like, their show is really good. I understand it, you know? So, that's going to be a wrap on the 2023 uh, versions. Um, Just to finish what we were talking about, um, uh, it's going more in the production direction. What were you saying about that? I do not see it slowing down. I think it's going to get more crazy. I will say that I think that musically demands will get more intense, but I also feel like they're just going to be doing the same sort of crazy stuff that they've always been doing. It's always going to be somebody trying to push the envelope. Oh, but I remember where I was going with this. Nobody's got any money for this. Like all of these events and everything are so expensive. It's all a of money these productions loser. are getting so expensive. Exactly. I would It'd be really crazy to talk- do it. Anybody would. Yeah, I- but if they could somehow make it accessible enough to the general public that it could receive slightly more attention, I could see it going the same way as like major league gaming, you know, like I could see people buying, you know, their own teams and shit, but who knows? I doubt that would ever happen, but like, it's cool to think about. And Nate, we got two minutes and three seconds. So real quick, Kind of piggybacking off of this, the value of WGI skills, you do not get money in the moment. In fact, you lose money in the moment, but a, a very solid argument could be made that with if I don't go to WGI, if I don't experience that, that I don't get into the Florida State studio, that I don't get the job that I have now. So it's, maybe it's a sort of found money, you know, 10 to 15 years down the line, should you stay in something related to this line of work. Yeah, no, for sure. Because, I mean, like, I've had a lot of conversations with, like, you know, age out people about that where they put all this time and energy into doing it. And then now it really has no bearing on anything that they do. Um, It's not a resume line, but it's a skills line. Yeah. And I mean, unless you keep performing specifically, like doing drum stuff, or I guess, I mean, really, you could be doing anything. It's all kind of transferable, but... No, I think there's a lot of people who will do it die hard for like 12 years and then will never touch anything near it again. Yeah, that's an interesting point. All right, we got we to gotta wrap it up here. Um, so again, joining me today is Nate Davis, one of my high school buddies and uh, fellow musician, fellow percussionist. Nate, I always enjoy geeking out with you. Thanks for thanks for doing this for me. You are the man. Absolutely, dude. I, I enjoy our talks very much, and uh, I had a, I had a blast watching the shows tonight too. So I'm excited to kind of spend the next week diving into the data a little bit more, and uh, maybe have something more to talk about. All right, Nate. Awesome. All right, I'm gonna we're gonna go off the air now. Heard that, man. You have a good evening. See you, Nate. Thank you. <laughs>